to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that you want to make sure you get done before the end of this monthly update goes out, as well as some of the stuff that I found out during the week with regards to a roaming Meg and also a DLC pack that is coming out for the RP game. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's talk about the Legends of the Sea update and what you should be aware of as we are getting closer and closer to the end of this update. So things you want to make sure you do before the end of the update as you're getting prepared to go into this next one. So all of this you have until the 19th of February to get your limited cosmetics, your commendations, anything that you might want to purchase. You want to make sure that you get it done before the 19th of February. So the Ashen Treasure commendations, uh, the ones where you're looking for those tombs and you're opening chests with the keys and stuff, all of that and the Legends of the Sea commendations are safe. Those are going to go ahead and continue uh, to be available even after the 19th. Now, you are going to want to log in and make sure that you've picked up a gilded voyage from Duke. It doesn't matter which outpost you go to, he's always at least at one of them. But you do want to make sure that you at least pick it up because at the end of this update, those will no longer be made available to you. You can hold on to them for as long as you want, but you want to make sure that you at least pick one up. You can pick one up for any of the three original uh, merchants, whether it's Gold Hoarder, Order of Souls, or Merchant Alliance. And if you're a pirate legend, you can pick up one of the Gilded Athena Legends uh, uh, voyages, which will give you a whole lot of gold, as well as three chests of legends at the end of it. Um, outside of that, uh, I know there's a little confusion if you read the patch notes, which I know not a lot of people have time to do that, so don't worry, that's why I'm here for you. It does say that those are time limited, but that should just be based on it's being available from Duke because Duke's going to have a whole lot of new stuff coming uh, when the next update comes out. So you'll want to make sure to get out there and head out to the Reaper's hideout over at I-13. And many of the old salty pirates will already know all this, but you want to make sure that you turn in 20 captain's chests, 20 villainous skulls, 20 crates of silk, one chest of legends, and five reaper bounties uh, to the masked stranger over at I-13 at the reaper's hideout. If you're not sure where that is, just consult your local cartographer or the map on your ship. Um, I recently got this done with the help of the Keelhaul Discord. Uh, I jumped in with um, Mike or Space Oars uh, or Space Admiral Oars, um, CJ Super Pack, and uh, Kylia, uh, the aficionado. And we jumped into a galleon, dropped a bunch of voyages, whether they be guild hold or gilded, um, gilded gold hoarder. And then I think we did my gilded uh, legends athena voyage and we managed to get pretty much everything we sunk a bunch of people fended off a bunch of stuff and at the end of the day i think we came out ahead because i think i went from around oh gosh i want to say i was around seven hundred thousand gold uh up to about nine hundred thousand gold we we chucked in a lot of gold at the end of the day and a lot of it was just because we were turning treasure in to the mass stranger which still feels super bad 
to do it. But you know what? She pays well. And at the end of the day, it's all about the gold, not the glory. Uh, I think that's how that goes. It doesn't matter. Um, so with those four, no, five, five commendations, you'll get the time-limited commendation that will award you the 50 additional doubloons uh, and give you a title to boot. But you want to make sure you get that done before the 19th. So make sure you're reaching out to people if they have voyages or if you need help saving them or if you just want some company just to make sure stuff doesn't get done. And I just kind of want to talk a little bit about um, some of the stuff in the Pirate Emporium. Just make sure that if you if, if there is something in the Pirate Emporium that you want to get, that you jump in, get the ancient coins that you need. Uh, make sure you get that stuff purchased. The stuff that's going to be leaving are the Lunar Festival cosmetics for the pets as well as the equipment. The Kraken pet bundles where you could buy a pet and get the Kraken set with it as well as the Lunar Bundle sold through Microsoft soft store the one that gives you gold uh, ancient coins as well as the lunar equipment and some love emotes uh, that came out as well that bundle I, I did take a look because I know at the beginning of the month we were having some issues with that not properly rewarding the uh, purchased stuff it you just weren't getting but it it, it looks like it, it came i eventually got more ancient coins that i noticed the other night um, and from the reviews it looks like other people managed to get those in their their accounts so if you're holding off but uh, on buying that because of the the reviews saying that it doesn't work and you don't get everything you want now should be a safe enough time to still pick up those uh those items and honestly those are going to be the best deal those are always going to be the cheapest, especially if you have Game Pass, because Game Pass gives you a discount. Uh, those are going to be the cheapest way to get most of the stuff each month. Uh, and, I, and I still think that getting the gold and the ancient coins pays for the cost of the actual item or, or the actual bundle itself. I think the equipment, uh, for the most part, in the, the emotes, those typically are real low as far as cost per price when you when if you were to actually buy them separately. So I would be a little cautious going into this next month, uh, month's update as we get a new bundle. I would just be kind of wary, you know, let a few people kind of test it out, see if they're if, if they're having any problems, check the reviews on the Microsoft store uh, before you purchase it, or just listen to me and I'll try to keep Keep you guys up to date with that kind of stuff as much as possible. Um, kind of looking at the overview for the the how the Pirate Emporium is doing, um, it's it's doing really well. It's it's doing better than I think a lot of people expected. And one of the metrics that we got to kind of show that that's what's happening is the next item on today's docket. So like I teased beforehand, the next item on today's docket deals with special effect and the charity sales. Now, this is something that I, I've talked about in the past, so I don't have to go too much into it. I would definitely recommend jumping back to previous episodes recently where I've talked about the, um, the, the, the sales that we got that were basically for um, just doing for charity. And the, the charity event happened during the Festival of Giving during December. Uh, they released those Noble Pathfinder sales for one month. Now, during that time, the community showed their support by purchasing the sales, which in turn raised seventy-six thousand dollars, two hundred, or excuse me, seventy-six thousand two hundred and five dollars and ninety cents for special effect in one month. Now, if you guys aren't sure who special effect is, 
let me just say, these are some really good people. In fact, there's a quote that was in the article that they wrote up uh, about the charity sales event from Dr. Mick uh, Donegan, the founder and CEO of C- uh, Special Effect. He basically wanted to send us uh, words of thanks. And he says, uh, I'd just like to thank uh, or say a huge swashbuckling thank you to Rare and the Sea of Thieves community for their incredible support with the sale of the Noble Pathfinder sales as part of the Festival of Giving. I'm blown away. Your amazing generosity is a huge boost to special effect, and we will help my ch- and will help my charity to help many more gamers with severe disabilities, not only in the UK, but across the world. So for myself and anyone else who's decided to give them a little uh, in this pirate game of gold and glory, I personally just want to say thank you guys to as well. Thank you for for purchasing those charity sales because it does good. And in in a game where it's all about kind of stealing from other people, I love the fact that we are willing to support charities. Uh, obviously we're getting cosmetics for it, but these cosmetics, in my opinion, aren't the, the coolest cosmetics that we've gotten, but it's the point of it. And I can't wait to find out when we're going to be getting new charities to donate to through these kind of liveries and stuff. So, and I would love to see them kind of expand this too, to offer, um, different uh costumes for us that kind of shows like our cosmetics our personal cosmetics say like hey you know i would love to have uh, a sword that shows that i helped um helped a, a certain charity by donating to them and my sword is now a representation of my my giving in, in exchange for cosmetics i love this i love the fact that rare has implemented this i love the fact that it did so well I can't believe it did that much money. I mean, it was it was not a whole lot of money to really donate to, but the fact that they raised seventy six thousand dollars, seventy six thousand. I I can't even think of a time where I've ever earned that much money alone. Like, sure, maybe my wife and I have maybe earned that, but I don't think I don't think I've ever owned. I know I've never earned that much money in a year earning, and we did it in a month, and it all goes to charity it all goes to help people play games because believe it or not we're we're pretty lucky uh most of us are pretty lucky in the sense that we take this recreational habit as 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 for granted we just take it for granted we grew up with it we do it all the time and there's been some beautiful stories out there that have shown just what people can do with the xbox adaptive controller and i i absolutely love seeing this so kudos to to rare kudos to the community for supporting it and kudos for special effect for taking the steps to utilize this money to help bring more people to gaming i can't wait to see what other areas of the world we can impact by supporting a game that we love through charities and cosmetics Next up on today's docket, I wanted to take a moment just to kind of sit down and think about how I felt this update hit. Um, A lot of the stuff in this update I thought was really cool, but 
then again, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that it celebrated the community. It didn't really bring a whole lot to the game lore-wise, which is always one of the few things that I love to dig into, but it did one of those things that I think was important to the recognition of the community. And I wanted to thank Aaron Lee uh, Pickeroon for putting this into work to try and, and make sure that the that the different uh, Easter eggs or the different player immortalizations that we get in this game are noticed and recognized and remembered that at some point someone helped contribute to contribute positive to or positively to the game to the community and rare took it upon themselves to do something for that person uh, whether it was through testing or streaming or community events or interesting things that they brought to the game that no one anticipated i think this was a really great way to kind of take a look and say like everyone has a story everyone has a story that they should share because anyone could get a player immortalization it really could be up to anyone it's not just streamers or alpha testers it's normal people who just take their time to share their story and if you share your story then you're gonna have a, a really fun time look at xbox jackie she was just a random person who popped up during the first stream that they did for the weekly streams and she got a player immortalization not because she's a streamer and not because she has like a youtube or she was there during the alpha but just because she was a fun entertaining person and it really it really sparked a, a fun event during the the first weekly stream and she wasn't anticipating it she wasn't trying to get it it just kind of happened now obviously a lot of players have gone out and tried to co create content but not everyone has gotten a player immortalization but i think a a lot of that comes down to trying to make sure that each immortalization is unique, special, and accessible to other people. You know, I mean, I think that a lot of people want to be able to find their immortalization whenever they can. Um, speaking of, if you if you happen to see me on the seas uh, or see me on on an island, feel free to send a picture because I'm still trying to find myself. Uh, I feel like I need to go on a walkabout to to really kind of find out where where I'm gonna pop up and stuff but i think i might have to throw away some voyages for the sake so i can buy some order of souls once uh, and just kind of cycle through those till i get a chance to uh, see myself um but regardless this update really kind of did some fun stuff with that i think the thing that really hit home with this update though is the uh reaper's bounty and the reaper's chests you can't turn those into duke those have to go to the mass stranger and the thing that i liked about that is that each of those and and a couple of my friends have really expressed their love for this uh each of those is something that is indicated on the map so everyone sees it when it goes live and everyone can track it on the map and there's only one place you can take it to in the world to actually cash it in which kind of breeds this natural sense of greed if you're paying attention to try and go and actually get it from the other person and it, and it puts a little emphasis out there for players who are really good at PvP and are looking to um, looking to actually get into some fights. Having one of those on your ship is much more enticing because it actually offers a reward than just putting up the Reaper's flag. 
And it really makes me question if uh, if the Reaper's flag is still doing what it needs to do. Because I, I see people put up the Reaper's flag and sail around, but it always feels like it's a deterrent for others. If you see it, you generally stay away from it, unless you're one of those people that love PvP, in which point you probably have yours up as well. So the Reaper's bounties and the, the Reaper's chests have really brought this emergent PvP desire to try and steal someone else's loot because you know you, you know they have it. You can see exactly where they have it and you know exactly where they're going. And that's a that's a really compelling thing to have in the game in a game that has progressed so far beyond the original scope of what they had when that was something that we did have, but it was in the form of forts because forts were so rare. But now that forts are basically everywhere, um, I was doing research for the episode today. And while I was doing research, I was just kind of sitting at Plunder Outpost, just kind of minding my own business, collecting information for notes so that I could tell you kind of the things that are leaving, some of the things to be aware of. And out by Plunder, or no, out by uh, Lost Gold Fort, there was a sloop and that sloop was working on a fort. Now I anticipated that the brig over by Sharkbait Cove was going to intercept it and try and steal the fort. That didn't actually happen, but I had scuttled my ship earlier on and decided that I wasn't going to really try and advertise my, my, my presence on the outpost. And sure enough, when they finished up that fort, they, well, they got attacked by a skelly sloop and they, they finished it, but they ended up sailing up to the island and they were using pirate texts to communicate. So it didn't seem like they were friends with each other. They were just kind of open crew. Otherwise, I'm not sure why they would be using pirate text. Uh, but they noticed that the mermaid was there and I was hiding on top of the pirate emporium and I let them turn in a chest of skulls and, and they didn't see anyone come after them or anything like that while the other one guarded the ship. And then after that, they went back and they were going to come back and, and uh, bring another chest of skulls to the out or to the Order of Souls tent to be able to turn in. And at that point, I dropped down, hidden the tent and blundied the, the poor gentleman who was just kind of expecting to um, turn in skulls free and clear without any kind of concern. Uh, so they, they started taking stuff one by one and um, I, I managed to get one more skull in before logging off after they had killed me. And at that point I was thinking, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting that forts used to be the thing you wanted the most, but because they happen so frequently, it's less likely that a brigantine is going to really jump on the chance to go steal a, a fort treasure from a sloop who they could outman uh, just for the sake of, of knowing that there's tons of other treasure out there. So to kind of round this off, I really love the fact that we have a gold and a doubloon variant of the Reaper's chests, that there's one place you can take them and that that one place is marked on the map as well as a treasure. So you can constantly look for who has what and where to get it. Next up on today's docket, I did want to kind of, exp okay, it's confession time. Let's, let's just admit it. I'm curious to know how many of you purchased the Sea of Thieves RPG tabletop game and have played it. Personally, I have not. I've read through a little bit of it, but I haven't taken the time to sit down and actually dig through it. I... I feel, I feel really bad about this because I've been wanting to do it. In fact, I planned on reading some of the books uh, this weekend, but with me 
getting sick this weekend, it just didn't really work out. I spent most of my time sleeping and uh, doing other stuff to help out the misses and trying to get some some game time in to just kind of chill out and relax and not really stress myself. So why am I bringing this up? Well, a lot of it has to do with the fact that Rare put out an article on the Sea of Thieves uh, website that I'm, I'll have links to everything that I kind of talked about. But essentially, they talked about how the role-playing game came into fruition and how the the mongoose publishing actually was looking forward to using sea of thieves as a way to build a game just based on how easy it is to do whatever you want in the actual video game and how easily that translates to a role-playing game so they they talked a little bit about how they brought over uh testing to to the the rare headquarters and how they brought some veterans to rpg games as well as uh some some new players that had no clue what they were going to get into and then just kind of built up the game around there and how the game is designed less about having uh, character sheets and, and you know keeping track of progression and levels, but getting out of scenarios or situations by spinning a really good story, by being able to talk your way out of a scenario to, to try and uh, see how, how the, the voyage is going to actually turn out. And I found out a little bit about the books. So if you're kind of, if you picked it up, but you haven't really dove into it, they make it pretty clear that the, the first book that you should really kind of touch on deals with the actual uh, book of voyages which is one of the three books that you get with the rpg and that is a book that's kind of designed for gms to kind of ease players into the game without worrying too much about crafting a story from scratch uh, on their first first go and as you kind of build up the the confidence of of how to actually play the game then you can actually move into uh, the book of lore which helps the gm kind of understand more about the the world itself now any of us that are you know big sea of these game players you'll probably take a look through this book of lore and think that a lot of it is like well duh because we we understand the mechanics of the game as well but for those that don't this is kind of a good way to explain how mermaids work how cannons work how krakens how megalodons work and the last book is actually kind of the maiden voyage that takes you on a story to fight the the big bad of the RPG, uh, who is Silas, the self-proclaimed Lord Guardian. And this is something that I think I, I would like to actually test out and see how that actually works to, to see how that plays into uh, the world and hopefully earn a little bit of lore from it that helps kind of translate into potential content for the actual video game itself. So why am I bringing this up? Well, it comes down to the fact that in the well, currently there is now a new ebook voyage uh, that includes new rules uh, for different types of megalodons and using harpoons. So there's a new update. It's twelve dollars. Uh, currently, it's out of stock, which I'm not sure if that's the physical version or the ebook version. I'm not sure why they would have a a limitation on the ebook version, honestly, but um. This is essentially pitting players against a megalodon, and not just any megalodon. This uh, this is called hunting the white lady, and from all accounts, I can 
see this probably is going to deal with the actual shrouded ghost so if you've been playing the rpg book or if you have it already and you wanted to pick this up just to complete the actual uh collection the the hunting uh hunting the white lady i'll have links to mongoose publishing's uh website so you can actually pick it up as well as links to the article if you want to learn a little bit more about how this kind of uh came into existence a lot of it kind of deals with adam uh park and pete Heinz who are the the two kind of expanded universe gurus when it comes to um, licensing out Sea of Thieves so that they can make sure that uh, books, comics, RPGs, things like that are, are all within the same universe and have the same continuity as the rest of the game. Next up on today's docket, just a couple quick little housekeeping things that I did want to get to just to make sure that I at least let you know that I saw your messages to me and I wanted to make sure that I addressed them. If I missed any, please, please hit me up again. Let me know so that I can include them for the next uh, podcast. Um, I know a lot of you guys have been enjoying the guests that I've been having on the show. Unfortunately, it's tough to keep these lined up. So obviously with this one, I didn't have anyone join me. But I am trying to see if I can get someone to join for next weekend just to get a little variance in the commentary uh, since I know a lot of you seem to like hearing from other community members. So if someone is out there and you're listening to this um, and, and you're content creator and you want to uh, reach out to me and see if we can talk about it, I'm open to that. No promises but I am definitely open to talking to people. I've had a couple of people reach out to me uh, with some ideas for stuff that's coming uh, that, that could be put on the show. A lot of it just kind of depends on whether or not I can build um, a story around it. Like uh, having the special effects story is kind of cool because it lets me share something about something that I'm passionate about. So um, I, I, I reserve the right to do, to decline anything, but I do appreciate the uh, the, the people that do reach out to me. On that note, um, there is the Sea of Thieves com has the affiliate alliance website uh there was something that i that's in there that i don't know if a lot of people wanted to to find out about or know about or, or got a chance to check out but if you go to that website and or that url down towards the middle of the actual web page um there is the list of affiliate alliances and just above it there's like submission guidelines faqs and then a fan pack I would recommend if you're a fan of Sea of Thieves and you like playing on PC, download this fan pack because there's a lot of beautiful uh, wallpapers and just general stuff that you can find in there that are good for having really awesome artwork on your desktop. Um, I recently picked it up and was digging through there. And I found some of the original photos from the Hungering Deep, uh, where it shows like the Megalodon and it's got the bird's eye view of the top of the sloop and the, the one guy kind of swimming through the, uh, the water. And uh, th those are just, so, they're so beautiful. They're so picturesque and they're big resolution. And I love having them as like a desktop. So I just wanted to share that in case you do have a PC, you want to deck it out with some Sea of Thieves uh, wallpapers, the fan pack is going to be on the website and I'm going to have the link to the Affiliate Alliance uh, URL in the show notes as well too. So you can always check it out if you go to uh, the show notes um, through through your different podcatcher or just go to seethieves.com forward slash affiliate dash alliance. Uh, it's there as well too. 
Um, the next thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, the dog. He wrote me in uh, with his Easter egg. And it's been so long, I can't remember if I actually talked about this. So I wanted to make sure that I got it out into the podcast since he did email me. He says, Ahoy, Captain, just sending in my idea for Easter egg along with a mini story. My Easter egg would be my gamer tag engraved somewhere around the tavern in the Pirate Legend hideout. Several months ago, I really started to follow the community and the updates in a way I have not done in any other game. I got Sea of Thieves with Game Pass back in February and then bought it later, but hadn't actually gotten my pirate to Legend until a few days after New Year's this year. It felt like a bid of a milestone in my pirate career. Anyways, just thought I'd write in to let you know what my Easter egg choice would be. Thanks from Dadonk. Thank you again. I appreciate you sending in your email. And the next one that I wanted to talk about is actually going to be a story from Super Pack, uh, who has been on the podcast, but he wrote into the First Mate's log uh, on the Keel Hall Discord. Uh, I do have the Discord available for people to find other players to talk about games, to talk about Sea of Thieves, or to share your pictures or uh, your, your role-playing things or your stories. So he wrote in uh, at the beginning of the month and he says, Often I read the at replies that the official Sea of Thieves Twitter account gets. Occasionally, I'll reply to someone asking for PvE servers or complaining that they got sunk with some hopeful, friendly encouragement or tips. Depending on how the exchange goes, I'll offer up my gamer tag and services to sail with them. Did just that with a player a few days ago, and tonight he sent me a message asking if I wanted to sail, and of course, I did. On the first server we joined, we loaded up and headed to Shiver Retreat. There was a galleon in the area, initially not coming our way, but they saw us and beelined for us. I laughed that, of course, I joined a guy who complained about PvP, and we're not even at our first island and we have a galleon bearing down on us. They rammed us and spammed firebombs, killing us both. I suggested we switch servers, and he agreed. On the new server, my crewmate plunked his gold, gilded gold hoarder voyage down on the table. Oh, okay. Uh, the wheel filled with maps of many islands with loads of chests, and he admitted that he had not played in months and was rusty. I just hoped that this server would be a little more friendly than the last if we were going to be digging up 40-odd captain's chests. We cash them in any time we pass the area of an outpost, and we're able to mostly do our thing in peace. We encountered a sloop and exchanged cannon and harpoon shots with them, but when we sailed into a storm, they decided not to follow. A good voyage overall helping out a player who was not confident with his PvPing, though I'm no master at that either, necessarily. Super Pack, thank you for your story. I really appreciate that you guys sent this in. Uh, TN Professor put one up um, just before that and said, The crew on the last sloop thought they had sunk me. The boat had holes and was on fire, and they felt pretty safe. They got the drop on me and got on my boat. They had teamed up and killed me a few times. Then I took a deep breath on the boat of the damned and jumped back in. When I spawned in, I caught the less experienced player off guard as he was stealing supplies and took him out below decks uh, and then fought my way onto the main deck with the second player. We bounced around the ship, exchanging sword swings and eating fruit. When he fell, I heard him yell, you overachieving expletive. I hope he heard me laughing. 
I grabbed a bucket of water and then started lobbing my fireballs onto their ship between more bananas and water buckets. Then I started unloading cannonballs, alternating now and then with cursed cannonballs, grog, dancing, sleep. I could hear them screaming at each other and complaining about not being able to repair. They sunk. I raised my anchor and then put out the flames on the boat. God, I love those stories. It always just goes to show, never quit. Even when you're down and out and you think that there's no chance of coming back from an engagement, always try because you never know. You might be able to catch them off guard. They may be lulled into a sense of security thinking that they've completely broken you. But if you stick with it and you give it your best, sometimes you can come out on top, even if you're alone. So thank you, TN Professor. Thank you, Super Pack, for your stories. I appreciate you guys posting those in the Discord to share with anyone else. If you have them and you want to share them, but you don't join the door, the Discord, you can always send them to me multiple ways. Uh, you can always email me at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always send them to me through Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. My DMs are always open. And other than that, you can always send me a message through Xbox if you want to type it out. I don't know why you would be crazy enough to want to type it out on a controller, but say you did. And say you wanted to message me on Xbox. My gamer tag is Captain Logan, no space L-O-G-U-N. You can always do that. And pirates with that i think we're going to take a little bit of a shorter episode this week now i know what you're thinking some of you have seen the tweet and i did promise that there was going to be some spoiler teaser content coming at the end of this episode about the really really awesome interview i got to have with a very special guest that i'm going to be posting for the two-year anniversary. So while this may be a shorter episode, I just want to let you know that I hadn't forgot about that, but because we don't know a whole lot about what's going to be happening with the next update, I wanted to make sure that I didn't just waste your time talking about stuff that really didn't need a whole lot of explanation because we're just kind of sitting waiting for the next thing. So I'm going to take a break. They're going to hear a little thing, and then I'm going to drop in the ending or the teaser to the that episode and hopefully hopefully you're as excited for it as i am because i had a great time doing it and i can't wait to share it with you i wanted i wanted to release it today i actually was thinking you know i'm sick i'm not feeling well maybe i'll just drop this one in and that will fill in some of the void of not having a guest or anything really uh newsworthy of of like updates to kind of talk about but i i, I still want to save that one i want to save that one for the two-year anniversary because it means so much that so many of you have hung out with me uh so special thanks to to the the person that did it with me and i hope you enjoy oh gosh i know you guys are gonna hate me for this i know i said i was just gonna put on the the teaser trailer and things but i just i almost forgot to say that chalk muju had the roaming megalodon uh event this weekend and the north california one is going to be happening on the 22nd or 23rd, it's probably going to be the 22nd, uh, which is, I believe, is a Saturday. We're looking at probably doing it around San Francisco because there's a uh, museum, a maritime museum out 
there that has a 19th century ship that would be really cool to actually go get some photos with the, the plushy Megalodon. Basically what we're doing is we're getting this Megalodon sent out to different parts of the world as many places as we can and getting more pirates together to meet up and actually take photos and get to know each other and see if we can just have some more Sea of Thieves community love going on with this Megalodon as kind of our, our uh, passing the torch. So this is going to be happening. Again, I'm going to be setting this up so that uh, we can all meet up probably in San Francisco. There's a lot of people in different areas, some that are north, some that are south. So San Francisco is kind of the one place where there's going to be a lot of different food options and, and things to check out that we can all kind of uh, meet up to. So I'm hoping everyone can make it. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that I got this information into the podcast so that you have some time to kind of plan for it. Uh, so plan for the 22nd if you're in North California or close by and you want to meet up, uh, get some photos with the the rare Megalodon plushie uh, before it gets sent out to its next location. And kudos to the team for going out to, uh, to, to Santa Monica and sharing this experience. It was really cool to see uh, different people out there from the community kind of sharing and getting some photos with this. I actually, I wanted to kind of start off because I have some, what I consider very important questions that I have to ask you. Mm. What is, what's your favorite Star Wars film? Oh, wow. Ooh. Um, I know the answer. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking of the reasoning. Obviously the first Star Wars film I saw was A New Hope, episode four, yeah. or just Star Wars. But I think... My go-to Star Wars movie in terms of I just want to get that hit of Star Wars or I want to explain to someone or show someone what I love about Star Wars. Then how about Indiana Jones? Oh, I mean, my favorite film is probably Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can see but that. But <laughs> I would say I really like Temple of Doom. Really? really like it. And it gets so, such a bad rap, but just it's just got this you know, that whole thing that George Lucas always said, it's the it's harkening back to the adventure serials and just the atmosphere it creates and just that opening um, musical number and oh it's, it's Oh yeah. I think like and you know I'm 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 a total geek for Star Wars and Indiana Jones. <laughs> but I just think in, that was Indiana Jones in his absolute prime. Just Harrison Ford, the actor, Indiana Jones, the character, the way he mm -hmm. looks, the way he acts. It's just the prime of that character. What was the inspiration for the wilds? What was the goal that you wanted to create this darker atmosphere in Sea of Thieves? We wanted to create a game that could provide players with a wider range of emotions than they typically get in a game. Um, from... You know, feeling the awe of looking at a sunset in Sea of Thieves, the awe of looking at a skeleton fort cloud, you know, the sense of loss when you you lose your treasure and you lose your ship, you know, exploring on an island in a storm, foreboding atmosphere. All right, pirates, that's all you're getting for now. Remember, the rest of this episode is going to be made available at the two-year anniversary. That should be at the end of the month, around the 23rd, 24th. Keep an ear out for that. And again, huge thanks to Mike Chapman for joining me for that interview. We had a really great discussion, and I can't wait to talk to him again. Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you 
I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.